to be human is to be vulnerable. Um, it's to be vulnerable and to, to be there for one another and support individuals on the kind of journey of life. Hey, and welcome to Be Human Podcast, a podcast with two hosts, Kevin and Bree, who discuss topics around mental health, mindfulness, rewiring the brain, the struggles of being human, and so much more. We hope you enjoy what you hear, and don't forget to leave a review, rate, and subscribe. You know, after that episode in Spain, I was really lost, to be honest, like really, really lost for, for about a year. Um, like just was a shell of myself. I, I, the, you know, the confident Ovi that people used to see was was no longer there. Like I literally was walking around with my head down, you know, b- both embarrassed about you know who I was, about what I was doing, and also just feeling like a piece of shit, to be honest. I was like, you're worthless, you're, you're nobody, you're, you're, you're a waste of space. Um, and I actually to be honest, had a very negative year the year afterwards because I didn't know what had happened, why it had happened. Mm-hmm. I didn't understand mental health. I didn't understand psychosis. I'd had very little support when I got back to Ireland from psychiatric care within the HSE. And my way of dealing with it was actually just to go back to what I knew, um, which was substances. Um, and I used weed very, very heavily to medicate. I went into a very, very bad place where I was very very low and quite depressed for quite an extended period of time after i came back from from, from that experience mm-hmm. and although the trauma and the psychosis had, had had drifted um the like my life was just an absolute mess i was i was low i was depressed i was in a place that like i just didn't know how to deal with it and, and my only way of dealing with it was like well what do i know it's it's going back to what what's managed to to keep me keep just to repress the thoughts mm-hmm. literally to repress the thoughts so I, I literally got to a stage where i was smoking weed pretty much every day of the week uh, in order to get to sleep i couldn't physically sleep without it um i would go like if i didn't if i didn't i wouldn't be able to sleep and as a result of that i wouldn't be able to function in college wouldn't be able to do anything so i used it as a massive crutch um i pretty much stopped attending college for for about three to six months um would maybe go to one or two lectures a day at one or two o'clock in the afternoon if I could manage to pull myself out of bed by that time of the day mm-hmm. and I really really just slid into being like way 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 far away from the kind of person that I wanted to be but I didn't have the power to pull myself away from it and I slowly kind of managed to pull myself around to kind of reinitiate with social groups but in lots of negative ways that I shouldn't have been doing and ultimately it put me back in a probably an even worse situation again and the second time that it really caught up with me was I had a second very similar psychotic episode back in Ireland the year afterwards, pretty much a year to the date that happened in Spain. Oh. And and after that, that was kind of for me, it was the, I guess the, the most challenging time in my life was actually the, 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 after the second time because it was like, is this going to happen to me all the time? And if so, can I actually live a normal life? Like, as in, can I finish university? Can I get a job? Can I hold on a relationship? Anything. I was like, I just felt like if this is going to happen, like it's so like deliberating and like debilitating in terms of like, you can't function. Like I, I spent six to eight weeks um, not leaving my house and, and quite heavily medicated. And as a result of that, I was like, if I, if I have to go through this every year, I don't really know whether it's worthwhile living like genuinely. And, and, and that was when I was really probably at my lowest in life in the sense that I was just, I felt completely hopeless, completely worthless. And I was like, I am, I just can't function. I was like, it's just not worth it. And I had to defer all of my exams in college because the episode happened pretty much the same period where my final exams were, were for my third year. 
deferred all my exams and I remember thinking the thought of going back to sit the exam in the summer I was like what's the point I was like there's no point in me sitting exams for a course that I'll probably never be able to finish for because I'll never be able to get a job with the course whenever I am done with it and just went into this depth of like self-pity and sorrow and depression of just like you're hopeless you're worthless you're a piece of shit mm-hmm. and you know for, that one was a tough one because like that was where probably a lot of my relationships really broke down um a lot of my friendships broke down because people just got sick of listening to it i was like and that's kind of one of the really interesting things i find about mental health is that people can be there for you and support you but but back to that point around it's your own responsibility to fix yourself mm-hmm. and to fix yourself but to i don't think we could ever be fixed but to to deal with what you're going through yeah, people can be there as a shoulder to to cry on or to listen to you whenever you're going through a low period, but no one else is going to call a counselor for you. No one else is going to walk into a into a into a into a therapy session for you. And you know that was my I guess realization moment was like I was I think it was like September of my final year of university after sitting the deferred exams. I was still starting to get out of bed in the morning. I was still depressed and. I was just like, mate, you need to do something. I was like, you can't, you can't keep going like this. I was kind of waiting on my grant coming from college. It was like delayed by three months due to me deferring my exam. So I didn't get to the, the, the money to come through for like three months late. So I literally stone broke. I hadn't worked all summer because I'd been suffering extremely badly with my mental health. Could hardly afford to pay my rent. Was pretty much on the brink of dropping out of college at the end of that month. And I was like, mate, you need to just fucking do something. And mm-hmm. I just started, I was like, there's no choice. And I think often people say that it's like, you know, inspiration comes out of desperation. And it's like at that final point when there's no, your chips are down and there's nothing else left, you kind of have no option but to go after it. And I remember it was just something as simple as like, for me, it was like I, I, I'd i gone through, um, I went back to therapy and really tried to understand, look, what is going on? How can I process these thoughts? How can I deal with it? And how, how can I start to function again? Um, I went through like a course of cognitive behavioral therapy and that was very, very beneficial for me in, in the sense that it just gave me, I guess, the tools and capabilities of trying to process and deal with the negative thoughts that I was going through. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, from there, I, I managed to kind of push myself to go back and get a part time job to get a bit of income to pay rent. I managed to push myself back into going to college I started doing a bit, bit of running, got back into exercise. And, you know, it's it's interesting how it really is all the simple things that, that it comes back down to is like looking after yourself. It's like, well, for starters, I completely stopped abusing my body with, with, with alcohol and drugs. And I've very, very thankfully can say that I haven't touched any form of, 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 of drug or, or, or weed um, in yeah since then. So what, maybe five, six years ago now. Um, wow. And that's probably one of the most empowering decisions that I've ever made because if I had have still continued those habits and routines, there's no fucking way that I'd be here today, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so like that, that, that kind of change in mentality. And, and, and I guess that just allowed me to, to pivot and start putting things back together. I started just training, you know, way, way more frequently, just forcing myself out of bed to go for a run, forcing myself to eat well, forcing myself to sleep, forcing myself into college to go to lectures. Um, and slowly things just started to come together. And, and, the, probably the most beneficial thing for me beyond that was to start to speak about it I was like I've been suffering in silence in my mind for such a long time and shying away from ever speaking about what I've just went through feeling like it was my fault feeling like I was a burden feeling like, like it was something that you know no one else should have to listen to or hear about and I was like wait a minute man I'm sure other people are going through something similar here I'm sure that if I start speaking about it 
other people are going to relate to it or other people are going to find some benefit from it. I think that's pretty in around the time that I met you, actually, to be honest, around that time yeah, when I started probably. doing stuff with the char- char- charity work. I started giving kind of public talks about mental health. I ran for welfare officer in my college. And, and yeah, like turn things around in, in, in a lot of ways, um, you know, but it's uh, it's it's definitely been a journey and this has been mm-hmm. many more steps to come since. It's it's Nothing is uh, is ever kind of constant in, in, in that sense. And it's, yeah. especially with mental health, it's up, it's down, it's up again. Um, I, and, you know, I think like everyone, I still still deal with that on a day-to-day basis. But it, I think it's, it's critical and it's, uh, it's clear in your case that, you know, getting those, switching from the habit of smoking weed and drinking alcohol to exercising to like, you know, getting a good routine and getting a good night's sleep is what ultimately helped you get through that really really challenging and, and difficult period in life yeah no for sure man it's 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 absolutely fundamental to everything that i do in that sense is like is building really strong habits and routines to get yourself where you need to be and it comes down to everything like as you said it's it's it, it's the small it's like it, life is is the sum of the small parts like it's it's not mm-hmm. people kind of see these grandiose victories they see you know you know like you get a promotion at work and everyone's like oh you're doing great well done you know, the promotion work is a small kind of tick box at the very end of a long process of dedication, day-to-day, drilling the numbers, going through emails, calling mm-hmm. clients, doing whatever you need to do. But then we get, you know, a reward on the top of the back. And it's why often, if, you know, if we only if we only reward ourselves on the ultimate successes that we achieve, you know, we set these kind of grandiose goals of, you know, whether it's the running the marathon or it's the getting the promotion to work or whatever it might be, we hit the goal and then we're like, oh, shit, what next? You know, and, and this is something which which I've been accustomed to numerous times in my life where it's like you're always pushing for next, you're always pushing for better, to improve, to, to be better. But you often kind of are forgetting to look at like, wait a minute, what am I enjoying in the process? Like at the minute I got mad into doing CrossFit, I'm training five, six days a week. You know, I'm I'm probably in the best physical shape I've been in my life. I, I like healthy, fit, active. I can go and run a 5K in a good pace. I can go and, you know, throw myself on a barbell. And feel good, feel active, feel feel healthy, and very grateful that my body is working and functioning. But then I'm like, oh, you know, I want to be able to hit ten muscle ups. I can barely do two of them. And I'm like, yeah. When I get to ten muscle ups, I'll be happy. Or you know, when I when I can, you know, hit my hit a new PB on a deadlift, I'll, then I'll, it's like, you know, sit back and be like, I'm glad that I get to be able to train, that my body is functioning and allowing me to train every day. That's given me the mental, you know, mm-hmm. stability to to push forward in the other areas of my life. And it's just like that just doing the things that you know that are good for you and doing them consistently is is, is what adds up over time and I, I often look at this i kind of trying to say to myself like do more now it's like whenever you're sitting down you're like ah oh, you know i've closed the wash of dishes to do i've laundry to do and you're like just just doing them and literally just like making things automatic instead of yeah. like procrastinating over the smaller things and it's it's all of a sudden you go from this like stressed environment of thinking like whether it's, you know, it's emails and work like oh I have ten emails to send and you're thinking about them for two hours before you get on to doing it yeah whether instead of just being like okay let's be chronological here what's most important what's least important start here get that done get that done get that done and all of a sudden you're like ah oh, that only took me half an hour yeah no. and you know it's these tasks that we, we build up in our heads as these grandiose things it's like it's simple just do it absolutely yeah and I like. I think of my own life, like I'm definitely not like Alexa is uh, my partner is is definitely a very tidy person. And I am the pretty much the polar opposite. Like when I first moved to America, I pretty much lived in uh, I lived on a like a, a, a blow up mattress for like four months of those in like a, a little tiny cupboard space in like a friend's house. 
And she was coming over and like, I don't know how she put up with it, but I'm not tidy. She is. But like for me to stay tidy, I feel I, I kind of give myself a pat on the back, knowing that when she comes home, the dishes are clean, they're put away or I've done the hoovering or whatever it might be that it's going to make her happy. You know, there's a lot of satisfaction in that. And I, I'll, I'll make sure to link it in the article, but you'll, there's a guy called Andrew Huberman. I don't know if you've heard of him, but he's a neurobio, neurobiologist. I'm not sure if that's the right term for it. But man, like incredibly interesting. But his big thing is, you know, you set goals, you achieve them, and then you're like, well, you know, what was that all about? I don't feel great. He, his big thing is don't focus on the achievement of the goal like when you get to the finish line make sure to look back and feel gratitude and pride and happiness for the effort that you put into achieving it. So like, you know, if you win a big competition or close a big sale, don't say, yes, I just made a shit ton of cash. You know, give yourself a pat on the back say, wow, I like work my ass off for this deal or I work my ass off to complete this marathon, whatever it might be. And I've done it. Like you know, give yourself a, a pat on the back for that. And what that does is ingrains this like, this kind of feedback loop in your head, that effort, hard work, uh, pushing myself is rewarding. It gives you that dopamine hit. Um, and that's something like I'm similar to yourself. There's been so many times in life where I, you know, you'd achieve something and you'd be like, oh, wow, that was not what I was expecting. I don't feel that happy at all. But when you shift that mindset to, to focusing on the effort that you put in to get to that point, that's when you get to you get that real hit of gratitude and appreciation for yourself. Um, so, yeah, I think yeah. that. It, it, yeah, it goes on both sides as well, isn't it? Because I think if you start to reward the effort, you also reward yourself whenever you don't achieve the big thing. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's almost can be more important because there's a lot of research that feel like I think one of the books that resonates with me the most on a similar topic is, is Carol Dweck's book, Mindset. Because mm-hmm. she focuses on that process of like, if we only reward ourselves for achieving the goal, we're then only going to do things that we know we can do. And, you know, where this gets very dangerous, obviously, is that if you only do what you already know how to do, you're never going to grow or progress. And the whole, you know, our theories is either you have a fixed or a growth mindset. If you have a fixed mindset, you literally think that your abilities are fixed at, at birth almost. And it's like, this is what your nature is. This is what you can achieve. And you'll stop at that. You're never going to get better. Whereas if you have a growth mindset, you say, well, Actually, if I work hard, if I study, if I put effort into this and I learn it, I can get better at pretty much anything. Um, and I think that's, again, that process, like, you know, it might be her example. She often looks around like uh, kids in school and using mathematics as an example. People often say, oh, I'm either good at maths or I'm bad at maths. Some people are like, oh, I hate maths. It's just not my thing. It's like, is it not your thing or do you not, have you not tried very hard, you know, because you've, you've accepted at a young age maybe that you just weren't good at, you know, you didn't get your times tables quick enough. So there all of a sudden you're bad at maths. Yeah. Um, but it goes into everything in life. And I think it's, you know, if you start to reward that, you know, I think, you know, training is an interesting one. I think, you know, you're obviously massively into into, into kind of fitness and, and and still are. And looking at that as like, if, you, if you're only kind of focusing on, okay, when I can, you know, look a certain way or lift a certain weight, as opposed to being like, okay, well done. You went to the gym today, the process, just mm-hmm. keep doing the process, keep doing the process and everything else will follow. Um, and it comes to, to everything. It's like, if you, if you do the processes right, and you do the kind of habit, you build those habits and routines, the results will inevitably follow. But it's if you can fall in love with the processes and, and as you said, give yourself credit for those kind of the, the little milestones on the way, as opposed to being like, you know, okay, whenever I hit X goal, then I'll be happy. It's like, no, 
that's okay. What's your goal of the week? Okay, I want to train four or five days a week. Okay, great. Well done. You went to the gym today. Well done. You went to the gym again today. Mm-hmm. I'm just kind of building on those things. Like, but another one I was just kind of, you know, you mentioned there around like, I guess pursuing goals and then in some ways kind of feeling, you know, not fully content whenever you get there. And, and it's something that for me, it really in a lot of self reflection as of recently is it's like trying to understand where those goals are coming from and like, why are we trying to achieve what we're trying to achieve? And, and is it really from an intrinsic place of like, this is what we value and this is what we want as an individual, mm-hmm. or is it coming from the external validation that we want to get from it? And like, you know, when I reflect on my like, well, life to date, to be honest, you know, it comes from a, personally a lot of insecurities around not feeling good enough. Right. And a lot of this comes back from like where I came from, feeling like I was lesser, feeling like I wasn't kind of worthy of, of, of whatever it might, might've been. I always felt the need to prove myself mm-hmm. and that was came down to like in school in university at sports and as a result of that i would say i kind of came across quite arrogant because whenever i achieve something i have a tendency to want to show people that i've done well mm-hmm. and that actually comes down from a, a place of severe insecurity of not feeling like i'm good enough but then you know whenever i achieve something it's like oh look i can do this i can do this mm-hmm. and whether that's you know pushing yourself forward and work whether it's, whether it's personal whatever it might be and you know really coming down to understand that i've been like you know why why is that sense of trying to achieve things for other people's validation for other people's gra- sense of gratitude as opposed to being like what do i want to do and where do i want to go and mm-hmm. i think that you know the biggest one that i look at and like it's i think a lot of people are living lives that they're not very happy with but they don't think they have another option and it's it's scary and it's dangerous and it's also you know for me personally i've i think that i've i wouldn't say i've done this for a long time but i but i ultimately feel like there's more to life than what's kind of mapped out for us and i think you know that traditional path of go to college get a good job you know buy a house get a mortgage and then that's it you're you're kind of you're you're happy and you're you're content and you kind of realize that you know a lot of people do that and then find themselves wondering oh well what's what's this all about i have all the things that i thought i needed or all the things that i thought i wanted and i'm still not necessarily happy you know because i'm probably pursuing someone else's idea of happiness yeah absolutely. and for me personally it's you know i I've, yeah like I, I feel like in lots of ways i kind of got to that realization about a year ago um of like you know having all the things that most people physically want in life um you know good job great salary very secure you know high achieving in my role been promoted twice in like four years like everything that you would look at from an external thing like ogie is is smashing it do you know what i mean and as you you know when you jump mm-hmm. on the call you're like oh you're doing really well and i obviously you know give myself a pat on the back for that as well i 100 I'm, I'm very proud of, of what i've achieved and how far i've came but also have to reflect and be like is this really where i want to be right now is there anything mm-hmm. else that i want to do you know, in, in my life other than kind of progress the corporate corporate ladder and push on from my next promotion and push on from my next promotion again and again until, you know, I'm in my, my mid thirties or forties and I've, I've, I've settled in Dublin with a nice house and, you know, comfortable salary. And for me, it was like, well, you know, there's lots of other things I want to do. I want to travel. I want to see the world. I want to, you know, live in different places. I want to explore other business ideas. I want to explore other personal ideas and, you know, taking a bit of a step away from, the norm to, to to do that is i think often really feared and and, and mm-hmm. what i find interesting is for me personally i'm i'm very much at ease with the decision and i'm you know unfortunately wasn't able to go last year because of covid and it restricted all of my travel plans and i've kind of been kind of waiting out since but very much making the most of the last year um by being able to kind of work remotely from from, from europe um 
but I'm still very keen to kind of move towards Australia and, and in the meantime, kind of do a bit of traveling around uh, around Asia and just just spend a few months not being focused on progress and career mm-hmm. and, 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 you know, getting better and better and better all the time, being like, actually, let's live a little bit more. Let's understand yourself more, understand your values, understand where you want to be, you want to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, yeah, I think it's just important to, to reflect back sometimes, understand like why we're doing the things we're doing and is it actually serving us and is it, are we happy doing that? Or are we doing it because we think it's the right thing to do because it's mm-hmm. been ingrained in us for a long time? Yeah, well, I think uh, I always think of the quote, um, comfort zone is a great place, but nothing ever grows there. You know, it, it's it's very easy to rest on your laurels and just think, OK, this is this is fine. And like I, I even think like even in the in the when you, in your job, in your you're in sales, I'm in sales. So like we have a quota, you work towards that. Um and, you know, yeah, sometimes you have those quarters where you just blow it out and it's just amazing. You have your feet up pretty much for the entire quarter and it's nice and easy. And then you have other quarters where you grind, you struggle and like you might hit your quota in the like last day of the quarter, something like that. You never remember and you never appreciate the quarters where you blow it out and it's an easy ride. You only the, the quarters I remember and that I appreciate the ones where I had to grind and put every bit of effort to to achieve it. You know, those are the ones you remember. And it's the same concept in life. You don't you don't remember the race where you won by a like a, a couple of kilometers. You won't remember the race where it's a sprint finish to the end and you were dying at the end of it. You know, those are those are the moments that you remember and those are the moments you appreciate. You don't maybe appreciate them in the in the in the moment, but when you look back, it's always like, wow, that was that was something else. And I think people forget that. And we recently had a speaker who was talking about we need to get more like we were when we were kids. We need to get that fun back where we weren't scared about you know doing something different for fear of failing. We need to bring back that ethos and that method like the the way we taught as kids, where we're just fearless. We did what we wanted to do because we felt like it you know what i mean yeah um, and it sounds like you're kind of veering towards that again which is which is awesome yeah hopefully so man hopefully so and, and like it's one of those things i know it's not going to be a, a straightforward journey in any sense um but that's kind of what i want you know and i think i actually want the the element of of unsure and unease and 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 whatever else that might bring on the journey and i think it's yeah it's interesting whenever you you know you speak to people you have really differing perspectives you know some people will kind of literally look at you like you are crazy and they're like mate like it's in the middle of a you know very strange time in the world right now you're in a very good position like oh god you know i, I wouldn't i wouldn't give up that for for anything yeah um whereas others are like, like nah mate yeah you're dead right like mm-hmm. go and do it while you can while you're young while you don't have the commitments that you, you probably will have in later life mm-hmm. um and i think it's yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to the journey i'm looking forward to yeah, as you said, living more like a kid again and, and doing things because I want to do them, uh, being around the people that I want to be around and doing it for myself, I think most importantly. Um, and I think it's a really, really exciting time in my life to, you know what, it's interesting. I think you you constantly go through ups and downs. I think whenever, I, I hate kind of looking at kind of shit on Instagram where you have these stories about, oh, I went through a tough time and, and now look at me, I'm great. It's just like life isn't like that. Life is a constant roller coaster. It's ups, it's downs. You know, I've went through severe downs. I've went through more moderate downs. Um, and you know, being very transparent and honest, I think it's 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 very easy to speak about it after the fact. It's often much more challenging to speak about it when we're going through it. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, look, I think it, that's it. It's just you know, it's, we're we're always we're, we're on a journey, and I think it's always going to be ups and downs. Like you know, personally, gone through a 
a very challenging year in lots of ways um personally but it's like it's pushed me in the right direction as you said it, it can be a month-to-month thing it can be a week-to-week thing where you know you need to sit down with yourself and say okay what are those small habits that you know put you in the right place you know have you been living by them or have you let things slip and it it can be little slight slips that let you that you know that you kind of fall into negative thinking again and you know i think for me that's just a part of my my daily and weekly process now is to check in with myself whether it's to journal whether it's to to get out for a run the few different kind of tools that i have to kind of say okay let's set yourself you know if, if i'm stressed in work it's like okay go for a run go for a workout clear your head come back to it later on it will probably be okay um mm-hmm. and i think yeah it's just i think it's important and the one thing i just say is if there is anyone listening which you know has or is suffering right now which with the current environment in Ireland right now with lockdown and, and in numerous countries around the world, I think it's it's a very challenging time for people in general. And it's, you know, it's just important to be kind to yourself and, you know, understand that it's, it's very, very normal to be suffering, especially in the current environment. And you're, you know, we're being pushed and forced through one of the most challenging times in most of our lives. Um, and it's okay to kind of, you know, not be feeling at your best. It's okay to be unsure about the future. And to realize that, you know, I think in terms of like, there's so many free resources in Ireland. You have like, you can look at Pieta House as aware. There's like Samaritans, a number of resources there that people can find. And even like the HSE website has a number of resources there for people as well to look up. Um, and I think just the main thing is to to not be afraid to reach out and speak to someone. And I think it's one of the things that for me personally has been the most powerful in overcoming all the challenges that I've came through is to, you know, initially speaking to friends and family and, and just sharing that burden is, is a massive, massive part of, of trying to overcome it. And then beyond that, if it's if, if you need to go to professional therapy, it's nothing to be ashamed of. I personally think every person should go to therapy, not even to deal with mental health challenges, but to look at understanding your mind and progressing yourself. Because mm-hmm. therapy shouldn't just be for dealing with trauma and trying to overcome depression or anxiety or, or mental health challenges. It's also a toolkit to give yourself a rock solid mindset to push yourself forward and overcome barriers. And I think the more that we kind of position it that way, the more appealing and appetizing that it becomes. Um, and yeah, I think it's just really important like for me. I'm, I'm very, very, you know, passionate about this subject. And I think I'm really trying to bring myself back to doing more work in this space around speaking about it, but also helping other people in whatever way that I see fit. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think it's, it's something that, you know, based, I've kind of shied away from, it, I think in recent years, uh, probably for that reason, I'm kind of thinking like, oh, I kind of don't want to be that guy who just speaks about mental health or I don't want to be associated with it too much. And it's important then to reflect back, like, look, if people do judge you because of it, that's not your problem. If they want to, you know, be that way, that, that's, that's, that's their own issue. Um, but ultimately, you know, understanding that there definitely is value to be had in, in, in speaking about mental health openly, engaging conversations with others and, and making it a normalized conversation to have, um, which will hopefully help other people in some, in some shape or form um, to, to kind of, just I guess feel more normal in their experiences if they are going through a challenging time in their life. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, I couldn't agree more, and I'm glad you're getting back. Uh, th- at least thinking about getting back into that space because I know you've like you know, like I've said before, your story is incredible, and I think speaking about it is just so impactful. Goosebumps, and uh, felt the heart, the heartstrings getting tugged, and everything. It, it was really incredible. I hope. I hope and I'm, I have no doubt that people listening will get so much from it. And, and I think it's I'm so happy to hear that you're considering getting back into that space because I think you can bring so much value to people and very grateful for you coming on and very grateful for you being our first guest. And um, 
do one last question. We'll see how this works out. So, because this is this is obviously the name of the the podcast is the Be Human Podcast. So, uh, I suppose to tie things back, kind of last question I have for for you is um, what what does it mean for you to be human? Yeah, good good question. Um, I think for me, like to to be human is to be vulnerable. Um, it's to be vulnerable and it's to to be there for one another and support individuals on the kind of journey of life. I think we so often kind of benchmark ourselves and, and there's so many divides in the world. I think, you know, vulnerable and, and building connection um, for me is, is the ultimate, you know, of what it is to be human and what's what makes us different um, than any other kind of being in, a, in this universe that we live in. Love it. Love it. Okay. Thanks again. Any, any closing remarks before we wrap up? Yeah, no, look, just want to say, look, thank you very much for having me on um, and best of luck with everything with the rest of the podcast. I'm, I'm really inspired by what you're doing. I think it's a great, great initiative. And um, yeah, my, my pleasure to come on today and have a conversation. I hope it's of use to, to anyone. And yeah, people want to reach out to me, feel free. I'm always open for a chat on, on anything. And if I can help in any way, always feel free to reach out. Um, well, Ogie, thanks again. You're, you're a legend. Really appreciate it. Hopefully we'll have you on again in the future. And for everybody listening, um, you know, I think please... Feel free to obviously subscribe, like, but share this with people because I do think it can be really impactful for people going through difficult times. So if uh, if you know of anybody, if you don't know of anybody who's going through it, just share it and, and hopefully we can help people through Obi's story. So thanks for listening. Uh, please tune in again next week. Cheers.